Trendstorm. Welcome back to Trendstorm. Now let's take a look at the rising tensions between Turkey and the Syrian Kurds. Roughly a month after concluding Operation Euphrates Shield, Turkey seems primed to launch another anti-Kurdish campaign in northern Syria. President Erdogan has hinted as much in multiple speeches over the past month, but it wasn't until recently that his words began to turn from a threatening boast to a signal of intent. Turkey undertook a bombing attack against the Syrian YPG militia last week, which was heavily publicized in the international media. And this in turn drew universal condemnation and even prompted Ankara's American ally to immediately dispatch troops to the borderland region in a desperate attempt to keep the peace. The U.S. fears that Turkey will reinvade Syria, except this time east of the Euphrates, and with the goal of crushing the heartland of Rojava, the name that Syrian Kurdish fighters have given to the territories under their control. It's thought that this move could in turn cripple the pro-American offensive on Raqqa, which is being led by the YPG. Turkey, however, sees things very differently. Far from lauding the Syrian Kurds as the anti-terrorist heroes that they're presented as in Western media, Turkish authorities condemn them as a terrorist group inseparable from the PKK. They believe that the YPG is presiding over a region-wide safe haven for anti-Ankara terrorists, and President Erdogan previously pledged to do whatever is necessary in order to stop them from unifying all of their conquered territory. This was one of the reasons for Operation Euphrates Shield, which stopped the Kurds from connecting Afrin in northwestern Syria with Monbij, among its other stated objective in fighting Daesh. If Turkey does in fact launch a successor operation east of the Euphrates, it will probably be for similarly stated purposes, to crush the YPG Kurdish militia and defeat Daesh, albeit this time going all the way to Raqqa. While this plan might sound feasible in principle, it's been severely jeopardized by the U.S.'s latest deployments along the Syrian-Turkish border, which have complicated relations between the two nominal NATO allies. The state of affairs is such that the U.S. is now guarding a group which Turkey officially designates as a terrorist organization, and it's unknown how American troops will respond if Ankara decides to launch a sustained anti-terrorist operation against Washington's Kurdish proxies. All the while, the race for Raqqa remains in limbo as this tense standoff continues. So to begin this very interesting discussion, we're joined by Mr. Patrick Henningsen. He's the editor-in-chief of 21st Century Newswire, and he's currently in Syria right now. Trendstorm. All right, Patrick, as I understand it, uh, two of Syria's rivals are fighting. One, the YPG illegally declared a federalized government in northern Syria, which was sharply condemned by Damascus last year, while the other is accused by the Syrian government of supporting terrorists and invading the country. So is there any ideal solution for Syria in these Turkish-Kurdish tensions? Uh, that's very, very difficult uh, in the short term, especially considering what's transpired over the last six years in this country, especially between Syria and Turkey, but you know, in terms of this idea that there's the idea of federalization in this country, that this is somehow a viable option, maybe not ideal for Syria or the region, but it's definitely ideal for the U.S., for Israel, for the U.K. and the Gulf. Having said that, Turkey's big issues are twofold. One is relationship with Damascus, which right now is you know I would say is an all-time low. 
after what's transpired by Turkey allowing its border to be porous and being used for the you know transit point for fighters, weapons, people, and so forth, goods being stolen, smuggled out of serious stolen factories, and so forth. In Aleppo, we spoke to many of those businesses this week. The other is with NATO. Turkey's a NATO country, so certainly this is an issue for the United States uh, as a fellow NATO member state. With Turkey, how are they going to resolve this potential conflict with the YPG and with the Kurds and calling the YPG a terrorist organization and so forth? So if you look at this from a bird's eye point of view, by doing what the United States has done by arming and supporting Kurdish militias, they've taken a huge amount of leverage away from Turkey, which maybe it had before when Turkey and the U.S. were acting uh, in sort of concert, as it were, as NATO partners on this project. But now that's kind of a difficult proposition for Turkey. There's no more leverage that they were playing groups off against each other, trying to maybe gain things for themselves in terms of land. That might not be possible, especially over in the northeastern part of the country. However, uh, Turkey still has a hand to play in Idlib, in the Idlib region, as many people might be or might not be aware. Turkey's already supplying electricity, uh, telecoms, allowing for uh, you know pretty much an open border between Idlib and Turkey for uh, fighters and supplying of those fighters dominated right now by al-Nusra Front. So that's that's an issue uh, that's still at play. We're joined by Mr. Uh, Patrick Henningsen. He's the editor-in-chief of 21st Century Newswire, and he's currently in Syria right now. Okay, well, you know, we've been touching upon uh, the state of U.S.-Turkish relations, and you also mentioned that in your last answer. And we know that, that they've uh, deteriorated a lot since last summer's failed coup attempt against Erdogan. And now the U.S. is protecting the YPG, which Ankara believes is a terrorist group. So how does this new state of relations impact on the ever-changing dynamics of the war in Syria? The problem with Turkey, the big problem with Turkey, is that they can't uphold, they can no longer uphold the facade, which they've tried to uphold for the last five, six years, that they were somehow a neutral party in the war in Syria. Now, there's so much information out about Turkey's role, that's really difficult. So, whereas Washington can seamlessly switch sides, because most of its involvement has been covert in this war, as it, as has the UK, as has France, you know, aside from the air sorties that are flying over Raqqa, all in terms of the proxy war, it's been covert. So they can move around seamlessly and switch sides. Turkey is really married to this conflict. And they're also married to, you know, the, the rise of ISIS in so many ways in terms of facilitating groups like ISIS and their growth in Syria and in the region. So it's really difficult. Turkey could be, it's very possible Turkey could be out of the game by this summer, the game which they once were in. So that would leave, again, the, the second Islamic state would be left, which is Idlib, the Idlib province in northwestern Syria. So this is a very, very difficult time for Turkey. It's very difficult to read what exactly Turkey's doing. And maybe it's possible that Turkey's been forced to the negotiation table with Russia and has been forced to uh, basically give way uh, to the United States' support of, uh, of the Kurds. So we'll see how this plays out. But at the end of the day, for the Kurds, it's going to be also difficult for them because the Kurdish people, no matter how much support they get from the U.S. military, they can't change the demographics of places like Raqqa 
and whole towns and regions in the uh, northern part of Syria. And so, you know, we talk about an autonomous state. You know, where is that autonomous state? Because there's still minorities, Arab minorities or Arab majorities in some of these areas. So this is just going to guarantee conflict for the next hundred years if they decide to break up Syria into sort of a federal cantons in some of these areas. It's almost, you know, it's another sykes pickoff. 2.0 2.0 in the making, in that it will guarantee potential conflicts for many, many decades to come. Okay, yeah. One of the more uh, interesting aspects of your last answer that I want to uh, draw out a little bit more is you spoke about how Turkey might find itself out of the game, and you were speaking about uh, also what's going on with Italy. But I want to ask you, as my concluding question, Patrick, uh, what do you think is going to happen with Turkey and Raqqa? I mean, do you think that Erdogan will call what some people are calling the U.S.'s bluff and reinvade Syria east of the Euphrates? And if so, what kind of reaction do you expect this will provoke from Washington and the Kurds? And importantly, I mean, the general theme here is how would this affect the race for Raqqa? Turkey could very well reinvade east of the Euphrates. Again, it's lost so much of its leverage through the U.S.'s support of YPG and the Syrian Demo- so-called Syrian Democratic Forces, the SDF, which are basically a majority of Kurdish fighters. So, you know, the Kurds, again, like they did in Iraq and like they've done for the British and like they've done over history, they provide leverage for the great powers, for powers from the West like the United States. This is an old theme. No, so for the U.S. and the Kurds, the question is, how is this going to end for them? To me, that's a bigger question than, you know, how it's going to end for Turkey, because right now, Turkey has lost an incredible amount of uh, leverage in this. And so there are claims that the Kurdish are a terrorist organization, the YPG is a terrorist organization. That's just really has no legs if they're being supported so openly by the United States. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's not going to work. It's not viable as a talking point geopolitically or in terms of its security. So it really puts Turkey at odds with the U.S., and generally that's not a good thing for Turkey, I don't think. Okay, Patrick. Well, thanks a lot for talking with us today, and we wish you the best of luck on your trip, and we hope you continue to stay safe and provide some excellent reporting. Thank you for talking with us, Patrick. Thanks a lot, Andrew. And now we're going to turn over to another Syrian guest. Uh, this time is Ms. Afra Diger. She's a regular on my programs, and she's a Syrian political activist. Trendstorm. Trendstorm. All right, Afra, so can you just tell us a Syrian perspective on what's going on here? I mean, you have the Turks and the Kurds about to be fighting. I mean, what does Damascus think about this? Uh, well, Turkey, as we know, is the main ally of the U.S. regime change agenda over Syria. Turkey is pretending to be fighting the so-called Islamic in Syria. And it is a member of the U.S.-led coalition which is illegally has its presence in Syria and carries out military operation on the Syrian land without any permission of the Syrian state. So the, uh, the less operation and the less openly and transparency Turkish airstrikes on the coast militants who are located in Syria, like the YPG, prove that Turkey would hit any, would hit any target in Syria. So it's not against only the so-called answers. On the other side, for those called militants, for me, they have never joined the six Arab armies here in Syria. They have never joined our army to protect the whole of Syria. Furthermore, they seek to break Syria apart, and they serve by that the American agenda against Syria. And they got making more American support. They want Marines, and also military airdrop soldiers. So that is to control 
All right, now the next thing I want to ask you about is what's your view on the U.S. kind of standing between these two opposing sides and what kind of impact does it make in the war on Syria? I see both of them are dangerous and for Syria. Both are taking more influence and more dimension on Syria. However, the U.S. is trying to maintain its side with Turkey. For example, to keep using the Arabic airbase in Turkey for its operation against Syria or even Iraq. However, also at the same time, the U.S. is backing the Turkish militants like the YPG and the, the SDF to control strategic locations in Syria, like Rakhkov, like North of Kipenia, and to build more American air bases in the coast of Charles Fight in Kenya. So they want to get more information. And we remember the American airstrike on Al Shaira, the Syrian military airbase, and also the real Okay, and the last thing I want to talk about is, uh, do you think Erdogan really will reinvade Syria? And if so, I mean, will he go all the way to Raqqa? The U.S. will keep its trade to Raqqa, to replace Raqqa, using its general allies to close this militant fear. To control Russia because it is the future with Iraq, in Syria and Iraq, so to Iran. That is both the Iranian land and export access to Syria. And that is isolate Syria from its real ally, Iran, from Iraq. So it is beyond fighting the so called ISIS, I would mention that. And it is to control Syria and its resources. Think of Turkey. Turkey will keep their attacks, also to have more control. Of an border with Syria, by fighting ISIS and also the first major. Afra, thank you so much for finding the time to talk to us. We appreciate you coming on Transform. Thanks again. Transform. So if we all think about what Afra and Patrick both share with us, I think we can really conclude that uh, Turkey, from the Syrian perspective, is up to no good. But at the end of the day, this is a very delicate situation for uh, Syria because... Syria is kind of stuck between its problems with the Kurds and problems with the Turks. So there really is no good way out of this. There really is no uh, great solution. All that we could hope for is that the situation dies down and the recent Russian moves for de-escalation zones can lead to literal de-escalation for the conflict in Syria. So if you guys want to sound off and share what you think about this topic, please send us an email at radio at or find us on Facebook. Stay with us.